Well, welcome back to the Ace Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Hammond. Joining me today will be Brant Bo. Just me. That's it. And I mean, do we want to share the unfortunate news? Of, we have uh, unfortunate the, news? Yeah, the passing of Moro. He, uh, he's dead to us. <laughs> uh, guy just, just disappeared. I don't, I don't know. know. When, when did he have friends? Like, what, I don't know. Wait, I don't what like it. I, I don't like it. What is this? I didn't know we're supposed to have other friends. Yeah, I don't like what, it. I don't like it. What is this? What the guy's what the, busy all the time. Busy. Like, come on. I have work to do. Work. work like what? Come on. The like, what? Who works? Yeah. I mean, you don't. But, uh, I don't. I got no. this wicked government job. Trudeau's Shut paying me up. two grand a month until when? Until September when I go oh. back to work. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Poor, poor babies can have to actually do oh. stuff. Oh. I know. I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know if I remember how to drive a Zamboni, to be honest. I'm, I'm excited to see it. You know, who knows? Uh, I mean, at least the least didn't lose to a Zamboni driver this time. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, they so, lost to an actual goalie. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Everyone was making a big deal. So the Leafs lose game one of their series uh-huh. because uh, Jonas Corposalo turned into Elvis Merzlikens, uh, apparently. Yeah, and that then, was nuts. <laughs> he turned into Dominic Hasek. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, yep. Like, Patrick was son, I think. Through, I saw through game two, it felt like it was there was like a force field on the on the net that like the goals, the, the puck just couldn't go through. Mm-hmm. It was legitimately insane. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, the Leafs, they outshoot them. What was it? 15 to six in the first period. Still can't 12. score it. Might have no, it was 15. It was, was it 15? 15. They had 15. Yeah. Uh, and then they shoot them in the second, shoot them in the third. In the second, they finally break through mm-hmm. with Austin Matthews gold. And then it was in the third. Floodgates. Yeah. Yeah. Two whole goals. And then it was three, nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I found it a little funny that, you know, I was like whispers. Uh, Frederick Anderson has let in less goals than Jonas Kovacala, even though it seems like over the course of the series too. It's not even just like no. in that game. Yeah, over the course of the series, Freddie's let in less goals, which yeah. is a shock because Corby has been so good. And like I on that, I want to say you have been. You're like I don't know about Freddie, and I think it's just been like he hasn't really had gotten a chance to get into a groove because they just Maybe. haven't shot the puck enough and I think that yeah. definitely has to deal with it. That's fair. He looked sketchy to me in the first period of game one. Like he just didn't look like Freddie. Like he was moving around a lot and it's just like he never looked comfortable in the net. Mm-hmm. Second period he settled down and then that goal in the first game was I'd l- you'd like him to have it's it. But it, a, it's, it it's, a, it's a bad goal but like yeah. Freddie's allowed those goals a lot yeah. in the past. And it's, it's a well placed shot too. It's a tough uh-huh. spot to make that save and it sucks. You want him to have it but it's whatever either way. It's compared only to, one goal. Compared to all the other stops that he made like yeah. that yeah. one he that made he, he saves. It, he it, had like four or five breakaways at yeah. least in game one that he made saves and on. And then he and, had them in game two and he still stopped, he stopped those. Yeah game so two like, he was great. I, yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't understand blaming him for game one just because, like, you literally need to score in order no. to win the game. Yeah, I, I never blamed Freddie in game one. I just think he didn't look great in the first, and it, that kind of concerns me going forward. Mm-hmm. But he settled down and he looked good last game, even though he had like no shots against, and he just looked more like Freddie, and he was there and he was where he needed to be all the time. 
I think it's a non-issue now, but it just it concerned me early in the first game that it was just like, uh, he looks like he's not very fresh. For sure. Um because in game one, our biggest problem was no one on offense showed up really. Nope. And then you had Austin Matthews was there, but he just he Yeah, Matthews was the was the best forward that game. Yeah. The third line was doing stuff sometimes, but they they weren't executing either. Like Kapanen had that breakaway and he just doesn't shoot the puck. Yep. Um CC was out, taking dumbass penalties. Yeah. Well, one even though one of the one bogus. wasn't a fault. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It could not be CC's fault, but like because he's under that spotlight it, within our franchise of like, Hey, you're a defenseman. You're going to get, he gets on. a lot of blame quick. Don't put yourself in that situation. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing I, is I, like, I think it's unfair at this point. Like, it's just like playoffs, fresh face. Who cares? I think he's like, in a tough spot of like, yeah. he's playing above his role. Yep. Of what it should. Sorry. His, he, his play is above the role that he is below the role that he has. Yep. I, he looked good in that second game. Like he wasn't, obviously he wasn't the best defense we had, but like he looked mm-hmm. fine. He would, I had zero issues with Cody CC in game two. No, I think fine. he, I think he looked really good. I thought, um, Hall, I thought Hall and uh, Muzzin had a, a good game. I thought game. outside of the first like period and a half, maybe mm-hmm. like I, Muzzin and Hall wasn't a problem for me. And Hall scared game. me all game one. He got beat a lot. Yeah. And he's just, he, he just doesn't seem like his legs are quite there right now. And he's mm-hmm. never a quick skater to begin with. So it's just kind of no. watching him get beat consistently is not the most exciting thing. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't like seeing that. And hopefully he comes back and he can get his positioning a little better, but he's, he's worried me a little bit so far. And yet def- defensively he's right they're now. Fine. Our, yeah, they're, our, they're no, fine. No, no, no. But defensively, like, with Muzzin gone, he's our best defenseman. Defenseman, De- defensive side of the game, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is it's scary. You know what I yep. mean? And we'll talk about. We could talk about it like after we dissect like the game and stuff. Like moving mm-hmm. forward, what we would throw out as like our pairings and stuff because it's tough. Um, you look at uh, Mitch. Mitch, the Mitch line struggled Man. in game one. It, it struggled. It's, Mitch was a, Mitch was a boat anchor. Mitch yeah. was a boat anchor on that second mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I'd say that about Mitch Marner. Like offensively, he's always been able to do things. It's just like every now and then he cough a puck up and it, it leads to a rush. But like he hasn't really done anything that I'm like, wow, there's Mitch all series. And even in the last game. Yeah, no, even last game, like he looked better and he was skating mm-hmm. better. And but like he just coughed the puck up so many times and like never got those passes through that Mitch Marner. You're used to seeing Mitch Marner get through it's a little worrisome. I mean, obviously it's Mitch Marner. He's probably going to come back from this, but like, it's kind of frightening to see probably your second best forward, not playing up to the level that he can play. Which, like, okay. So expected goal percentage. Yeah. Here's who had a higher one than Mitch Marner in that game. Mm-hmm. Justin Hall, mm-hmm. Tyson Berry, Jake Muzzin, William Nylander, Ilya Mikheyev. And then you're going into like Robertson, Kerfoot, Captain mm. Hyman, Tavares. That, that Robertson Kerfoot Captain Cap line looked really good. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, Kasper, Kerfoot's flying. Kerfoot's, Kerfoot's looked the best amongst the bunch. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough that like Robertson, he, he's like I had no problem with him ripping and ripping and ripping the puck in nope. that sequence because that's what he does. Even he's when a Kerfoot, good shooter. yeah, like I trust, I trust <laughs> Robertson's shot more than I do Kerfoot's one timer there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from that spot also like 
Yep. I just, I didn't have I a problem with had, that. I, I think, think the think frustration penalty the that he, no, I, it was, it was Kerfoot in that spot, but like, sure. but like front, Matthews that, was up top too. Uh, was the thing gotcha. there. So that was, but like in that spot, he's wide open. No one's, yep. no one's around him. Yep. It's, uh, I would, it's, it's the frustration penalty that he takes afterwards. Yeah. That you're just like, come on. It's such a rookie. Move he's young. Mind. It's, it's tough, <laughs> but th- like they're playing with fire, giving him that many open looks. Like this is a kid that scored 55 goals in the OHL this year in not that many games. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't mind him shooting that many times because eventually he's going to bury one. Yeah. And I'm okay with well, that. I mean, here's the thing though. The least lost home ice advantage now. So like, <laughs> Don't we just like constantly have home ice advantage right now? Like I kind of enjoy that part of it. It's just, we're constantly Honestly, in Toronto. If, if I was the Leafs or, and the Oilers, I'd be like, uh, fuck you. We're using our home locker room. Like it's all, we're letting you play here. Yeah. Like, I think that is the rightful thing to do. Yep. You can wear your unis, but I'm going to be in my space. It's, like, it's my home area. Yeah. 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 I can see where that's not fair, but <laughs> it's not, it's not fair. It's absolutely not fair, but guess what? You're playing in blame my house. Your, blame your president. I'm footing the bill for all of this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yep. Oh, Oh, okay. I don't know if I want to say this until after the lease talks over, but like, okay. uh, let me save it. Okay. Um, but uh, do you have, do you have any other comments, um, on, on the game? Uh, not that I can think of it. JT man, night and day game one, game two. Like he was irrelevant in game oh, one. Was unbelievable. And I think that's where I'm getting the Mitch Marner boat anchor talk from. Cause like all of a sudden you take him off of that line and JT was arguably the best player on the ice on game two. But here's the thing, even in game, in game one, like, uh, <laughs> Tavares still had the second highest expected goals percentage. Like he, okay, on the, he didn't look very good though. No, I agree. I agree. He uh, just looked better in game two. Maybe it's like the fact that the ice is somewhat smaller and like he doesn't have as much space to to do his Mitch thing. Yeah, I think it helps that he's also carrying a line a little bit more. Whereas like like Nylander can obviously carry the puck and do things with the puck, but like Mitch Marner, you want Mitch Marner to have the puck ninety percent of the time. Whereas knees, like you're happy if he has the puck, but like John Tavares drives that line. Yeah. So now that he's well, driving he a line, I think and drive a line, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't make sense to have two drive line, like line drivers. Drive. Yeah. No, I, yeah. yeah, I, but it's just, I think that kind of helps now that he's driving that line as opposed to being the secondary option where he and has he the has puck. Do, and, and all he has to do is feed the puck to Matthew. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so like I have no, I, it's not me and me and you both were like, I don't know if they should switch the lines just cause like, I thought it was a bit of a mental midget move. So like a one game changes everything of mm-hmm. of the past, you know, how, how many games did they play this season and how many were they not together? Like the majority. A lot. Yeah. And when uh, near the end, when they were together, they didn't look good. Like mm-hmm. they, they had a couple games in early on when they're like, wow, this Matthews Marner thing really works. And then after that, they just, they were irrelevant. Like it did, it didn't matter down the stretch. Yeah. So it's a weird, it was weird that they went to it, but it worked. So I guess we can't really say much about it. No, you're right. Uh, so that it it's, I, I don't feel good about this team still. No, nope. even though I feel good about, I still feel good about them beating Columbus. I just don't mm. feel good about them going up against any of the elite teams. Now, maybe because they're playing in meaningful games compared to even though Boston, Tampa, Philly, and Washington, they're all playing in meaningful games. Yeah. It doesn't have the same feel as a playoff series. The right? energy is very I, I, haven't wa- 
I, yeah, I, like I haven't watched those games, yeah. but just like logically thinking about it, that's what it would seem to me. It's uh, the energy in those games have been weird. Like the Boston Philly game was not good. Like neither of them looked like they were showing up to play a playoff game. But like if you watch the Tampa Washington game, both those games, or sorry, both those teams came to play. And Boston, like Tampa was flying now against Boston. They're already up to nothing. Washington just looked good in that game. Like some of these teams are showing up like we need to come ready to play. And some of them are looking at it as like, you know what? It's just exhibition essentially. Right. So some of them I think are going to come in ready and some of them like Boston, I think are just going to try to get their legs going come game one of the first round. And I don't know how smart that strategy is. We'll see. But I think the Leafs have a bit of an advantage playing a team like Columbus where you can get things going and figure out your offense and learn how to play defense a little bit. It's I think it's helpful. Yeah, because you don't want to burn yourself out before. But also like if you what if you never get started? Yeah, that's fair. It's you're it's a blessing and a curse, right? And I, I mm-hmm. think I'd rather I'd rather be in the least situation of I'm playing competitive games from the start, and if we yeah. burn out down the line, that's fine. But at least yeah. we we got it going. Yeah, you know I mean? every game matters right now, and it's a little different than every all of these other teams, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, for if you're if you're one of those top four teams or top eight, mm-hmm. you're in a situation where it's luck of the draw, honestly. Like, yeah, because. You're not picking the team you want to face, right? No, it's uh, it's not like baseball how no. they they're setting it up. No, they're uh, yeah. they're just like top faces bottom and same as always. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> Coleman and Krug just got in a scrap. Did they? Yeah, it wasn't much of a scrap. It was like too two short, punches yeah, and too short guys. Yeah, too short guys. Uh, here's here's something on the lease. What? When and if, because it looks like Andreas Johnson's heading back to come. I heard first round, like that first actual round is yeah. what I've heard. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Does he I, fit into this roster right now? I think I would put him on the fourth line right now. I well, maybe in Nick Robertson's spot. But I that think line's it, flying. But here, here's here's what I would normally agree. Like, yeah. yeah. I also think maybe let him get his legs under him, like yeah. introduce him a couple to minutes Africa. a night. Yeah. Cause we've both said like, look, the Engvall versus goat conversation. Like it's, it's not a conversation. I think it's having. irrelevant. They it's don't not, play enough. Yeah. They does don't not play matter. enough to have, to have that. So why not replace one of them with, uh, with sure. Johnson? You know, you know, who's better than both Engvall and goat Andreas yeah. Johnson. And exactly. you know, who can play center on that line is Jason Spezza. So it really doesn't matter. And I think it would be kind of neat to see a Johnson Spezza Clifford. Fourth yep. line, I guess. Yeah, that's not all anyone to play against as a fourth line. Yeah, but yeah, you can still throw them out there. I think that that'll be interesting. Okay, for for Muzzin and the Leafs, where yep. do they go uh, for the rest of the of of this series at least? <sighs> this series, I don't know. Like Jake Muzzin didn't look good in Game One, and we lost. He looked better in Game Two, and we won. But I think it was a full defensive effort in Game Two. Mm-hmm it'll depend on who gets plugged into that spot. And it's probably going to be Martin Marincin. That scares me because I don't, I don't see Martin Marincin as a very good defensive option, right? But they can still play that team style of defense where everyone chips in and everyone does their job. And it turns out okay, because they just hold the puck so much that it really doesn't matter who's on defense. Cause the team never, the other team never has the puck. <laughs> that being said, Martin Marincin doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. So that could cost you a game. Hopefully it doesn't cost you two. 
but we'll see. I mean, obviously Jake Muzzin's the biggest piece of this defense and losing him is going to hurt. Yep. It just, if, if it lasts any longer than this series, then I'm a lot then concerned. If it was a situation where Muzzin can't play in the next series, I'd just be like, yo, they just throw this series and just yep. take the 12% at getting the first overall pick. Like yep. what, it's not worth it. No, uh, but I, I think, think he's not as bad as people are making him out to be. It looked more precautionary. Yeah. 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 And I think he's just kind of in there because it, it's probably something minor. That'll be fine in a, in a week, yeah. but it's also one of those things where he left the bubble exactly. and by, by the time your quarantine's done anyways, you're the, se- probably, the series going to be done without the quarantine. He probably would have came back too soon. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a good thing in a way. Yeah. It's a blessing in disguise. Exactly. Uh, I think that they, they, they throw out Marincin. I, I, I don't want him them to no. really, because no. it's not fun. No, but it's the response. It's the responsible kind of thing to do. I don't know. I just, their game is so possession based that mm-hmm. throwing in Martin Marincin, who has no idea how to possess a puck does not seem like a good idea to me where you have Rasmus Sandin who, yeah, he's smaller and he's not like as physical as some, but like neither is Marincin. No, I just, he's think just that tall. They need- I just think they need another big fucker in there. Like that's what Muzzin kind of is for the least. Like, but like he plays like it. Martin Marincin plays like a like a unicorn. Like he yeah. just kind of floats no, around. He's just there. I don't yeah. I don't see him being a, any help to this team. Whereas you have a guy like Sandine who can hold the puck and can move the puck and do things with the puck. Mm-hmm. Why not have him in there doing what your team does, which is possess the puck? Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I think you're right. I, I the fact that. Uh, Sandine didn't play in that exhibition game just pretty much just put him on Roby Island for some reason mm-hmm. I don't think he's seeing time unless someone else gets hurt no that I, sucks I, yeah um, so right now Daily Faceoff has it as Dermot Hall first pair mm. Riley CC second Marinson Barry third I don't like Dermot Hall one bit I think Dermot's been really bad I mean who do you so do you go Riley I'd rather, I'd rather I'd rather no. I'd rather do uh, Barry Hall, and then they're not going to they're not going to go too right. But I mean, I just I don't like like Travis Dermott has not been good in this series. That's kind of one storyline that's been like not talked about very I much. Kind of, I kind of disagree. He's athletic enough that he's made his okay. mistakes look better than they are, but in, he's in, cough, he's given up one. so many chances. In game one, he gave up one chance. Mm-hmm. Like one breakaway turnover that he had, but it's not even but just other the than that. Other than that, like he was one of the more physical lease on the ice in game yeah, one. But he, he his possession in our end has been horrible. Like if he he makes some weird ass decisions in his own yeah. end, and he'll end up losing the puck, but he's so athletic that he gets it back. And it's just things like that. Like he, he, athleticism only takes you so far. Like eventually, you're going to have to be a little more sound defensively and actually move the puck where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's 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 been frightening to watch Travis Dermott in our end, and then in the offensive end, he's always going to be good because he can jump up. But sometimes he jumps up too much, and it scares me. There, it's just I I don't know. I don't like him playing first line minutes. That's my only thing. I I wouldn't mind O'Reilly Hall pairing, mm-hmm. and then Dermot CC. I don't mind because like I know. What if what if what if that 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 period clicks somehow. I could kind of see it clicking yeah, anyway. I because mm. like I said, the issue with Dermot is in our end, and the issue with CC also happens to be in our end. He doesn't really he's not always where he needs to be. Well, here's here's my thinking behind it. 
Uh-huh. Riley Riley colors up CC's mistakes, right? Yeah. In this situation, you'll be like, CC, if you don't fucking cover yourself and cover mm-hmm. up for him, we're fucked. Yeah. It's just CC just doesn't really have the hockey IQ in his own end. And that's the one the one or knock on him this whole time. Or in either end. He's okay <laughs> in the offensive end. I'm fine with him. He doesn't know. do he doesn't need to do much because he never gets the puck. I don't know. But the I I I could see Riley Hall and then just keeping Dermot Barry together and then yeah. dropping CC down with oh good lord. Yeah, maybe not. I was gonna say with Marinchin, but uh, that's not a pairing I want to see ever. It's just, I just don't want Marinchin, man. Like if you put Sandine in, you can make any of these pairings work, but you put in Marinchin and you have a boat anchor back there that can't move the puck and you can't put him with CC because CC he's an okay puck mover, but he's not good enough to make up for Marinchin. All right. Ideally it would be Dermot Hall, Riley or Sandine CC. Sandine CC? Right. Yeah, that's what I think Sandine CC as your third pairing is the way to go. And then uh what well, would it be, Riley Barry? Or- Riley Barry for fun. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? I don't even, like, <laughs> it works sometimes. I'm, I'm not opposed. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's only for two more games, but who knows? Okay, why are they playing back to back? Every team is, and I don't understand that. It makes no sense. I, I guess it's because they're trying to figure out the round robin schedules and stuff, and they're not trying to have too many teams go. But I feel like they could have done a better job of that. I just think it's dumb. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Also, why are the Leafs playing at eight? They're playing at eight. Oh it's yeah, they confirmed. Late. And why did they play at four in the afternoon yesterday? Like I was working, and then I just see a notification. Like I, I'm scrolling Twitter, and they're like getting ready for puck drop, and it's four yeah. four oh six. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. And then I hustled downstairs, and I'm like, I didn't what? hate the four o'clock game. No, I like the time, obviously, but like I, I'm good with it right now because I don't have work to go to, so I just watch mm-hmm. hockey all day. So four o'clock is like, all right, next game's up, let's go. But. Yeah but it's not ideal, Yeah, but it's fair. Right. And that's the thing is like, you can't always give the Leafs the primetime slot. I mean, you could give the Oilers and Connor McDavid a primetime slot, but they don't do that. No. Well, they had the, what was their, their first game was like a three o'clock start. Wasn't it? I I think game one was a three o'clock start. And then, which if you think about it in Edmonton, that's they're two hours behind us. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's like one o'clock, one o'clock. Yeah, that's worse. I'd rather play at ten. Yeah, uh, but I mean they okay. they're they're getting prime time spots for Edmonton time, which is kind of fine by them, I yeah. guess. All right, you want to hear my biggest gripe with mm-hmm. uh, this is for the NHL and and uh, the NBA. Okay. Fuck the three D camera. Fuck the baseline camera in the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah. It's too low. It's like mm. okay, where where am I? Because it's cut off. So. The baseline camera is like this and it's following action where the players are like right here. Right. Yeah. You yeah. gotta have it like there Higher. if you're gonna do because like I can't see a guy in the corner. No. On the other side, like there's been so many times where it's swung to the opposite side. Yeah. And the guy's deep in the corner, you can't even see the shot going up. Yeah. And then in the NHL, it looks it just doesn't look good. I don't know they why we're experimenting with weird, all this. They throw it on in the weirdest spots. Yeah, no one's ever really complained no. about the NHL cameras. I've never had an issue. There's some state uh, arenas that are like weirdly placed, but like 
I, I have zero problems with the angles of NHL games. You see everything. So here, here, here's the problem. If you want to do the 3D camera for like the power play, which they've been doing a lot, mm-hmm. weird. I don't understand it. In. It's so far out. Yeah, I just it's don't like it. See everything. Yeah. And, and so they remember, like during the season, they experiment with the like on the power play. They throw the camera behind the goalie, right? Yeah. I don't like that one either. Mm. But just literally leave it the same. I just Everyone like the angle it. we have. Yeah. Why are we changing it? There's no you problems with it. You just need one angle. It's That's the it. one thing in the NHL that there's no problems with is that camera. The NBA one, if if if, if you want to cut away to it, when like the guys bring the ball up the court and then you mm-hmm. switch when the action's on, fine. Just bring it higher, tilt it up a little higher, and we're fine. But fuck these cameras that they're experimenting with because yeah, it's stupid. Like it. It's stupid. Yeah. Um. What else? Yeah. Is that, is that all for hockey? I, one final thing, Boston been really bad. Really? And I, I'm not afraid to play Boston right now. I don't know. If there's ever a time to play Boston, this is it. They look slow. They got slapped by Columbus. They got beat up by the flyers. They're getting beat up right now by the lightning. And it's not like they're not playing their game. Like they're playing chippy and they're trying to play their game, but they're just slow. And I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that they're old. And I am not really too concerned about playing Boston right now. There's a strong chance we don't even hit Boston because we might be one of the higher seeds in the thing. Yeah. I hope not. But also, okay. Rank the opponents that you'd want to face from, from like, I want a best of world. On a good day or now? It's got to be both because, like, you never know. Okay. Right now, I don't want to play. Tampa I, or Washington. They both look really I want to face Philly the most. I don't know, man. Philly's been they're so physical. deep. Yeah, they're physical and they're deep. Like they won that game against Boston and Giroux didn't find the score sheet. Konechny didn't find the but score sheet. The Giroux's not that good anymore. No, like, but he's still, he's still one of their best guys, right? Yes, 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 absolutely. And like when your top two lines aren't scoring, but you still win a game 4-1 against Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm That's a team I don't want to face. I, I think we match up Interestingly, with Tampa and Washington, whereas I don't think we match up very well with Philly. So I, I think honestly, Philly might be the team I want to play the least right now, just because they're flying. Boston, I'm fine with playing right now. Like I said, they don't look good. They didn't look good against Columbus, who we looked good against yesterday, and Columbus dominated them. They didn't look good against Philly, and like I said, Philly's a good team, but they just didn't even show up. And now they're getting slapped again by. Tampa, are you going to tell me that in two games they're just going to ramp it up and all of a sudden they're going to be Boston again? I highly doubt that. It's the one time I wouldn't mind catching Boston napping. I think I would still want to play um, Philly the most. Okay. I'd go Philly, Austin. (sighs) This is tough. Between Washington and Tampa. I'd rather play Washington. Washington doesn't have Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Brayden Holpe looked really good against Tampa, but he's still Brayden Holpe. And I don't know what that guy is. Yep. I agreed. Um, so is, are we now done? I think so. Okay. Until I think of something later, but yeah. What, what sport do you want to get to next? Can we talk about baseball for two minutes? Sure. Sure. Shoot. I'm sick of these fucking teams, man. So we didn't get a chance to talk about the Marlins because we 
took a week yeah. off and we we never talked about them. But they had it ended up being 19 positive cases, I think, when all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. So 19 positive cases on that team, including the staff, which okay, you know what? If it naturally got in there, fine. But this group of idiots, the rumor was they went out in Georgia, regardless of where they went, it's not the problem. It's almost confirmed that they were out somewhere in Atlanta when they went there. So right then and there, you're fucking it up for the entire league because what you wanted to be selfish and go out on the town in Atlanta. Like, come on. So already upset with that team because they're a bunch of meatheads who don't even know how to play the game anyways. And then you have the Cardinals who now have, I think it's 14 positives. Yeah. I could be and wrong. Yachty's, on that number. Yachty's one of them because a bunch of those idiots decided they want to go to the casino. Yeah. Like, how fucking stupid do you have to be right now to pull this type of stuff? Like, like look at the world around you and what's going on. You're not special because you're a fucking athlete. You're just ruining it for so many people. Like not even the fans, but like the players themselves who are counting on these paychecks all because you want to go to the fucking casino. Yeah. Like you guys want to pull off a season. You you have to basically quarantine yourself and jail yes. yourself. Yes. I understand your you're not bubble. I get it. You're not in a bubble. You don't which, legally have to stay in, but you give your head a shake. Which baseball is retarded for not doing that. Sorry for using no the honor, but like, yeah, they're it makes no with sense. using any sport in my opinion right now that doesn't have a bubble. I don't believe that they can functionally no uh, carry out a season, whether that's football, uh, college football, and then like the, what baseball is doing right now. Like I just don't think it's smart. Even the UFC is kind of like borderline to me. Mm-hmm. So they where, quarantine, they have to show up exactly, early in quarantine, exactly, which is a exactly bit. so they still do it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, I, I understand there's no bubble in the MLB, but you should be forced to quarantine. Like, I, I saw no problem with what the Jays would have had to do in Toronto, where mm-hmm. you're forced to stay in, and if you if you leave, you're fined hard. And I think yep. that should be the case with everyone because then you don't get these idiots that are going out in public and ruining it for however many hundreds of guys in the league. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like looking back at it now, the Canadian government was absolutely right to not to not let these guys in because it's not even the fact that like, okay, here's the scenario. Uh, Toronto comes back from a road trip. They're facing the Baltimore Royals. They come to town. Well, Baltimore just came back from Atlanta and they went. Yeah, they went out. They went out just to a restaurant, to yep. a patio, and they got it. And then they're coming back, and then they... None of them have shown positive tests yet. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they come to the hotel. They stay at the hotel. Yeah. Um, none of the Jays get infected, but let's say a hotel worker does because they're cleaning cleaning up the rooms and stuff. Yep. Well, yep. then it, that leads to a whole nother spread. Yep. You know, like, I, so I, they, I don't blame the Canadian government for what they did based on the fact that Rob Manfred had no idea how to control this. Yeah. I blame baseball for not telling them. Yeah. Like this, I, I, man, every single day, Rob Manfred shows more and more that he's not competent enough to do his job. Mm -hmm. Like even the dumbass, like he came out and said that, um, what came first? It was just like, Oh, if players don't start being careful, we're going to have to cancel the season. And then the next day he goes, yeah, we're hundred percent going to have a season. We're not going to stop. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, like, 
There's never been a commissioner this bad in sports. I wasn't it the other day where he was like, I'm confident that we're going to have a season because I'm not a quitter or something. Yeah. Something stupid like that. He's a fucking idiot. Like I've never seen a commissioner in sports do be this bad at his job. And that's saying a lot because I've been alive for the Roger Goodell saga. Like, yeah, it's, the thing it's is, Roger Goodell makes money for his league. Even if he makes stupid decisions, like it, it they work. Nothing mm-hmm. has worked for uh, Rob Manfred. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even have the fucking Joe Kelly stuff written down. You want to talk about it, or do we want to? Oh, is yeah, it a little too far in the past at this point? Uh, I mean, like, look, I think that whole thing is stupid. You suspend a guy more games than people that cheated in the World Series combined. All every but, player but on that I guess, team. I guess the reason they didn't suspend. Those guys, because like the World Series are always just a piece of metal. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter, anyways, right, Rob? <laughs> Brutal. Like, that's straight up embarrassing. It's one thing. Eight games in a 162 game season makes sense. I'm okay with that. Eight games in a 60 game season is almost 15% of the season. It It's equivalent to, I think it's 22 games in a regular season. Like, you're telling me this is a 22 game suspension when last year, when Joe Kelly does something similar where he actually starts a brawl. And starts throwing mm-hmm. shots at Tyler Austin. That was a six-game suspension in a regular season. So he went from six to twenty-two because he hit a bunch of guys that cheated. Didn't sorry, didn't hit any guys that cheated. Threw a curveball at a guy that cheated. Okay, <laughs> sure. It's like I don't. Your head like what, it's what embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the Jays? Even though they yeah. haven't really been playing. Yeah. No. Um. Look, it's okay. Yeah, everyone's basically everyone's struggling except for Tay Oscar. Yeah, Lourdes has been okay. Lourdes has been fine since coming back. Yeah, his power numbers aren't there, but he's getting on base a lot. Riddle Gritchick, his numbers look good, but he's only played in like three or four games. Yeah, so um, but Tay Oscar, if he has this breakout, oh my god, if you add that into the core four that's already there, and those Mm -hmm. four start playing to their abilities. Team looks even better than they did before. Yep. Then I thought coming in. So that's incredible. Like I think he's projected now for like a 13 home runs or something in this in Crazy. this fan. Like, Leads the league or led the league. I don't know if he still does. In like home runs, extra base hits. Uh I think it's OPS and something yep. else. Crazy. He's Crazy. One uh, uh 93 OBS. OBP, yeah, OP, OPS. That's absolutely he, nuts. And you see, he's taking walks. Like, okay, so that's a problem I've had with the Jays. Yeah, a little. Uh, Bo hasn't taken a walk this season. He's only played think. five games, six games. Kevin's hitting under two hundred. Yeah, he's he started off hot and then just fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Vladdy uh, only has one dinger. Vladdy good yesterday. Vladdy's trying way too hard to do too much. And yeah. Oh, someone needs to teach him launch. Someone te- needs to teach Vladdy launch angle. Like Catel Marte is his brother-in-law, and yeah. look at lo- how launch angle changed his swing. Yeah. It's he's he's I think it's second in the league in exit velocity right now, and he's hitting everything that he's hitting that hard is going it's to second base to shorts. Yeah, it's, it's on like, the ground. Ugh, sucks. If that guy yeah. could just figure out how to put the ball up instead of down, we'd be. He'd have like he'd have ten home runs already. Just when we think we like Brandon Jury, he goes. He has. It was really just the first game that he was like really hot. And he was swinging at it like an RBI he, was, last he, was barely, he was barreling the ball. Uh no, he, did he? I thought he had no, that. No, I thought it was Alfred. Oh, maybe I thought it was him up the bat. I might have 
stop paying attention. Yeah. Trying to watch a lot at once. It's hard. Well, um, I really hope if anything, Alfred can be good. That changes everything. And so they take off two players on the roster this week. Who do you think they're going to be? Going to, they're going to 28. 28. All right, here. Let me, let me give me a second. Because, okay, it's, it could be one of Alfred or Fisher, and I would assume that it's Alfred right now. Yep. Um, could it potentially be Santiago Espinal? Because you can bring him down. Yep. Mm. And you haven't really seen much from You didn't see him at all yesterday, I don't think, unless he came in late. I'm, mm. I'm not a Joe Panic guy at this point in his career. No, me neither, but he's a guy you kind of just keep around. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would, uh, I would personally send down Joe panic over Espinal. Yeah. And then I think you go to a pitcher like Wags pack or something like that. I like Wags pack. I don't know. Like I just, I like him. I, but there's just not a spot for him. Wouldn't you send down Sean? Yeah. I feel so bad for Sean, man, because like, he's just not been given a chance to succeed yet. I mean, he pitched well yesterday. Didn't he only give up a walk and that's it? Yeah. Like every time he comes in as a starting pitcher. He got like the Jay Gardner treatment so fucking quick. I don't he understand. It. Unbelievable. Like he had two outings and in the second outing, people were like, why are you putting him in? Like, man, his There's first no outing, other in this one. His first outings an extra innings game in this stupid ass rule of extra innings where you have a guy at second base. No, it's and this first two. This this is a guy, yeah, but like I'm saying off after the first one, like this is a guy that has started his entire career except his rookie season and you're all of a sudden throwing him in in a reliever role with a runner on second in extra innings. Don't blow it, kid. Good luck. So it's like, okay, fine. He didn't do that one. You're going to send him back out for extras and you're going to complain because his first outing didn't go well? Like, (laughs) Jesus, it's bad. Okay, so here's Here's the guys in the pen that that could conceivably go down. Sean has three options, but he's on a two-year deal with the Jays. So, yikes! Mm, it's tough. Yikes! I I don't know what he is as a reliever. That's the like Espinal's hitting under 100, so he's yeah, probably he's the guy. He has not been good hitting wise. No, great, like, defense, great defense, which is something we need. Yeah, like I don't understand why why can't he just be a defensive replacement? We just yep. oh, I'd rather him over Panic. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like he plays Panics, every position better than Joe Panic. Exactly. So, and he's a better. He's he could be a a pitch runner off the bench. There is a brawl in the Yotes game right now. Is there? Yeah. Isn't that I don't know what happened. Uh, Arizona's up four one with a minute twenty seven left. So it's looking like it's going to be two one Arizona. I don't know what happened here, but someone was on the ground and they were just beating on him. <laughs> Three guys. <laughs> And now it's just a big brawl. What oh, is it? Maybe yeah, I'll fun stuff. Uh, well, is there anything else with the Jace that we need to talk about? Who's uh, okay? Oh, Billy McKinney's up with the team, so Billy. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's down then. Yeah, and he's got one option left. Like, yeah, Panic's got two, but like, he's well, I tend Panic right. down in a heartbeat personally. Over McKinney. I or maybe know. both of them. Maybe you don't take you maybe you don't take a pitcher and you send down two position guys. Completely possible. Because they're rolling with twenty the rest of the season? Yeah. As of right now, that's the plan anyways. Which like I don't hate that. Like nope. moving forward. I, I like 30 for the rest of the season. Why the hell are we moving it down? Like yeah. just run 30. Because what does it hurt? <laughs> no, I agree. But of course, Rob Manfred, 
doesn't know how to do his job. Yeah. Like how, how is that a negative even in like moving forward in seasons further on, how is yeah. having more than 25 guys a negative thing? I don't know. It's more jobs. Like what's, what's the problem? Less injuries. Cause guys don't have to play as many innings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We don't care about player safety here. No, no. Why would we? No, no this is uh, a league that's not quarantining. Would you move a guy like BGO down in the order? For now. Yeah. He's not producing. Like I'd go Bo one Teoscar two or Lourdes sure. two. Uh, I think Lourdes is better fit for the two spot right now. Yeah, Lourdes two, Teoscar three. Who do you go for, Vladdy or yeah, Randall? Vlad. That's got to be Vlad. Vlad, you just you have to make that work. Like it's just okay. So Vlad, Vlad, Randall four, five, uh, Rowdy six, or you could you could split those those two righties up. And, th- and throw a uh, rowdy into there. I don't know. Danny's been good. I think. Yep. Defensively, he's been great. He's unreal. Yeah. And offensively, he's hit a, He's he's got a positive WAR offensively so far. On base percentage of three sixty. Yeah, it's that game yesterday is going to put a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. But yep. this team's been really good, and I'm mm-hmm. I've been enjoying watching every game so in far. On every game, except, except for that one. Yeah. They could easily have two losses right now, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. They could easily. They, they've been in. They could have one loss legitimately. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But obviously, you know, things go. Well, I, I think what was what was the uh, the statement that was said of MLB standings of the teams that they the Jays actually have to finish off better than to make the playoffs. It was Seattle. Baltimore, um, Boston, who sucks this year? Thank God. Detroit. Uh, they've been Kansas City. They've not. Uh, the Angels and Rangers and Mariners. That's it. An- Angels who are now without Shohei Otani. Yeah, pitching. on the mound. Yeah. There's not. They. This team could absolutely make the last. Yeah, Boston sure. is three eight. They're bad, bro. Like Jays fans, like if you're upset, go look at Boston. We're fine. Yeah, look I'm at good. our rotation against Boston's rotation. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more faith in this team coming back than Boston coming back at this yeah. point. And look, this year was supposed to be a learning year, anyways. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? It's when it was a 162 game season, nobody had any thought of this team making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So and let's just look, enjoy it. Well, listen, listening. The NL East champs. Mm. If I, Miami told you, Marlins? if I told you in on August 5th that the Miami Marlins would have, would have a 750, 750. win percent. Yeah. 750 win 750. Percent. It's insane. Yep. Fuck those guys though. They don't deserve to be in the league at this point. The Cubbies are doing really good. Who would have like I'm not a big Cubs guy because like look mm-hmm. I guess Chatwood's been unreal for them so far. Yeah. I know I Chris Bryant just hit his first home run. Yeah. I don't I, and like he was like over or something. Not I just don't believe in the cup. I don't know why. Yeah. I think not, he had like 22 at bats and 11 or 12 strikeouts or something like that. Uh, That's yikes for a former MVP. Colorado's apparently a pitching park now or, or something. Like they're they're getting good pitching from Freeland and uh they, they always have weird stretches where their pitchers go on runs where they're really good. And I don't I don't know. Aaron Judge seems to just hit homers every day. 
mean, apparently he hasn't hit his stride yet. Is what he's saying? Six, six in five games or something. Did he homer yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see it. Uh, this guy's an animal. Oh, got postponed yesterday. Ah, that's right. So did he hit a homer today? No, not yet. Give so, it time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for baseball. What do you want to hit next? Uh, we can briefly touch the NFL. Sure. Because uh, it's there's not much, but uh, OBJ came out and said that he don't doesn't think that the NFL should have a season this year, and I wholeheartedly agree. I don't. There's no situation where this season would make sense. Agreed. Like you can't you can't bubble it because there's too many teams and not there's enough. N- there's no socially distancing that you could do in football. No, you can't set in like they they the only thing they've said so far is that they're not going to do the Jersey exchanges after the game and like handshakes and stuff like that, which you just played an entire, how long is football? 42 minutes. However long the game is, you played this entire game, whatever it is, you play this entire game and now it's, you can't shake hands at the end because you don't, you want to reduce contact. We wanted we, no Jersey exchanges, no Jersey yeah. exchanges. Like you can't just, you can't take the Jersey that you just ran into all game long. Because you don't want to get those germs. I, I don't understand. There's there's no spot where I understand football coming back this year. They're going to, but I don't understand it ever. Uh, it makes too much money to not come back. Yep. They don't they don't give a shit. No. Uh, and same with college football, which mm-hmm. it's it's legitimately insane that they're gonna try to play. And you're gonna see uh, players that are like draft eligible juniors and seniors. They're gonna bow out of the season. Like there was a guy on Virginia Tech that already did, and uh, Micah Parsons, a star linebacker for Penn State, he opted out. Like he's gonna be a top fifteen ish pick. Like he's like fuck this. And I expect teams like across the country, like why, why? And then I think it was Colorado State's head coach used to be the head coach of Boston uh, of. BC and he was like if you report symptoms uh you're gonna get less playing time <laughs> I was like what the actual fuck are you telling less me that like playing time. you're still gonna play no 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 but he's holding it over his 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 players oh just don't tell him yeah <laughs> so here let me let me let me see what that's embarrassing. He's asking players not to report COVID symptoms or they will see reduced playing time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, How insane America. is that? America. America. Legitimately insane. Embarrassing. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, Stupid. Yeah, they shouldn't play. All right, USC no. or NBA? Let's go USC. We'll finish off with the wraps. Okay. okay. <laughs> What's your question? What's what's your what's your what's your guy? Uh, I don't have much, but um, was it GSP that came out and said that he's waiting on the UFC to send him an offer for that uh, GSP Khabib fight? I'm pretty well, sure. I think I, I think I think it's just they're they're Dane is basically like we're we're open to it and we'll do what Khabib wants to do because like no, look, but then G- GSP came out and said something the other so, day about so it. Here's, so here's what happened. All right, yeah. Here, let me give you the, the, the full full context. Okay. All right. So there was this Dana White press conference and, and they asked him about Khabib and if he's talking to him and he's like, no, I haven't talked to him. But if, if, if Khabib's like, I have two fights left and it's this fight and then one more fight and he wants GSP, then like, look, I'll let him, I'll let him do it. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then 
Monday on DC and Helwani, they were like, uh, Ariel basically tested, texted George and was like, Hey, so did you see, uh, that Dana's cool with this fight? And then he was like, they kept saying he, he, they were talking in French and uh, on the phone, I guess. And he was like, Merit, Merit, which means crap or something. And yeah. he's like, just Shit. when they, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. So this fight's <laughs> fucking happening. Yeah. It's so- like, Helwani was like afterwards. He's like the first thing is like, okay, I weigh this much now. I'm gonna have to weigh th- that much for the fight. I it'll be interesting to see what weight class they do it at. If they do it mm-hmm. at a catchweight, not for a title. So but, he was he was on RDS, which is like the yeah, French TFN, right? Yeah. And uh, he he was quoted. He said, "I'm still in good shape, not because I have a fight coming up, because I like to stay that way." Having said that, I'm not in fighting form. If I had a fight, I would have to get into a training camp. I just got into the Hall of Fame. I'm retired and I'm fine. If the UFC has something to ask of me, uh, an offer, an offer to make me that I could not refuse, they just have to call me. They know where to find me. Yeah, like, and the thing so is, they give them the money. I mean, you know, GSP's trainer, I think it's for us, for us, a hobby who's mm-hmm. like, he, he's like, he's training every day. Like he, this was like last year he was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. And he's like, yeah, he trains every day still. Like he's going to fight. Yeah. So I think, I think it's happening. He's still in shape and he can still do it. Now it's a it's 30, just, a 39 year old who knows at the time he could be 40 versus a 31 or 32 year old. But I mean, like we're look, also expecting Dana White to hop off his wallet and pay this man. Yeah, which, which he hasn't done for any of his stars. Mm-hmm. It, but it'd be the biggest fight in USC history, no doubt. And and <laughs> I think you need a gate for this though. And where do you? It's going to be in Vegas, how, right? How much more money is it going to make him? I think it makes him a lot because it's like one how, f- but because how much leaving, more? Khabib's leaving regardless. You want to sure. get this last big payday. Yeah, but how much more does Khabib versus GSP make than Khabib versus Tony Ferg? I don't know. I think that I fans want to see. GSP. I think if the USC is like, yeah, we want to make, we want the biggest margins. Mm-hmm. It's tough because they'll get a they'll get Tony for cheaper versus GSP. But yep. I think if if it's the fight that everyone wants to make, it's that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I get to. I just, I just don't think it's gonna. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna hop off his his wallet to give it to GSP. Personally, he never has, and I just, I'd be shocked. He might do it, but I would be surprised. Do you think they do it at one fifty five, or they go cap weight one sixty five, or or make could be go to one seventy five? I think you got to come to GSP if you want that fight. You got to if you want him to come out of retirement, you got to come to him. Well, then that means that no title, no belt on the line. So they're both okay. going to leave. It doesn't matter. It's, it's still going to be a five round fight. It's going to be the main if, event. Of if he goes to 30 and O, is he the best? And beach GSP is the best of all time. Who do you fight, man? Connor. That's it. Dustin. <laughs> okay. Didn't he fight RDA? Dustin had a streaky stretch too. Like he wasn't great. I there he hasn't been uh, he hasn't fought big names like there's a lot of guys in, in the past that have fought a lot of bigger names. Yeah, he's got to win the Gaethje fight. Yeah, no, I agree. even even Gaethje's still not really much of a name, but, uh, but Gaethje's, he's going to be. Gaethje's going to be the is the biggest challenge that he's ever faced. I hope Gaethje beats his ass. I hope he doesn't because I like Khabib. I, I watched like a lot of his. Name. Yeah, he's a good guy though. Huh? <laughs> 
He's an asshole. Always. Oh, asshole. he's an asshole. You're new to this whole UFC thing. He's, he's been a dickhead. How? No, because I like I, previous fights. Like he, he he had like a similar attitude that Connor has, but not as loud about it. Uh, he's an asshole. But I think like how how so though? Like he also tried to he just like talk shit all the way like he was gonna beat the hell out of Connor McGregor too before Connor was like when Connor was in his prime. But like every time they would go to schedule a fight, he'd bow up. Mm. But the UFC didn't make the fight. Like it's it's been They've documented. The no, they didn't. He also kept getting hurt every time they go to set up a fight. He'd be hurt. Also, it's the same thing with Tony. With like him and Tony, like there was the bad wake up where Khabib almost died, and then there was Tony. What he trip on a court at Fox, and then they didn't make that fight. Yeah. Like that fight is cursed. Yeah. Um. But no. If we're talking about pieces of shit, you know who I'm going to bring up. Number one, Honor is king piece of shit. Yeah. Colby is Prince piece of shit. Uh, and then Khabib is in the royal monarchy. Yeah. I mean, okay, so Khabib's fought RDA. Mm-hmm. Michael Johnson's not bad. Uh, no. Barboza. McGregor. Por- por- the Poirier fight. Over. Yeah. McGregor and Diamond are two that I'm like, okay, even Dustin, like Dustin was Dustin's really it was good. when Dustin was in his peak, which is good. Dustin at his best is like two or three in a division. Yep. Which is cool. But uh, those two, yeah, those are good fights. Who has Connor fought? Aldo. Yeah. Aldo's Nate, the Diaz in a weight class above. I mean, did he win won that a fight? title? He won, won a title fight? in the both weight classes. But did he win that fight? He won one of them. One of two. He has yeah. two titles. In so here's something, here's, here's, here's something. Like, here's something like they both, neither of them have fought like the biggest names you could fight. Yeah. But just, McGregor's just done more. Because he, he started off in a lower weight class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He fought Max before Max was good. Max was pretty good back then. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't this Max. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't this Max. Yeah. And then, and then same with Dustin, right? Like, that's that's when Dustin wasn't quite what he is no, now. No. He's still no, a like, good fighter. Yeah, he, but he was like a middle of the round. He was like an eight nine in the division at the time, right? Yeah, like that that range of of fighter that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think it, he he puts himself in the conversation if he put, if he wins the two fights because he's up he, there. He's one of the sports best. So, so here's what Helwani said. Basically, he's like, Khabib's the most dominant fighter in the UFC ever. That we've ever seen because he's only wall because because so him and DC were going back and forth. They're like, um, he's only lost one round in his USC career. And DC was like, when you're nitpicking fucking rounds, that's how insane this this how insanely dominant this guy is. Because he's only lost the round three to McGregor, and like that was still a close-ish round. Mm-hmm. Um and he and, and here's an interesting thing that DC said. So him and Khabib were wrestling, right? And he's Khabib's got him down on the ground and DC's wearing at what? Like 260? Like he's, yeah, he's, he's got a hundred pounds on him. Yeah. And so he's got him down on the ground and DC's expecting, okay, let me just explode here and I'll get back up. Mm. And then he's like, whoa, I'm actually having to struggle. <laughs> like he's struggling to get up. And this yeah. guy has a hundred pounds on him. Yeah. And, and so he was like, it does not matter if anyone from 155 to 185, Khabib is going to take you down onto the ground. And like, mm-hmm. he's like GSP, he's even going to take GSP down to the ground, which like on the feed, GSP is a better striker than him, yeah. but Khabib's he's fought better strikers than GSP. 
Connor. Yeah. So, so it, it it's extremely interesting because they're they're basically the same guy except for Khabib's stand up's not as good as GSP's. Like no. just straight up. I, but honestly, I think his stand up like the wrestling's a bit of a wash to me too. GSP is one of the best sports ever. He so Tapology has him as the best pound for pound fighter that's ever been in the yeah. sport. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. like this is a guy he's known for being on the ground. And that's what he does. And I don't know. I think they're fight. I think their wrestling's a wash, and I think GSP is a better striker. But they have I, so I, I on your on your uh, Khabib is the best fighter of all time. If you look at Topology's list, so it goes GSP, which okay. John Bones Jones, who's still currently fighting alongside which, thing, which I think is fair. He's dominated everyone he's ever fought, except yeah. the last two. Uh, Anderson which Silva, I he, which I think he kind of lost both. Yep, but yep, you're, I don't disagree. Then you have Anderson Silva, whose career is starting to do this a bit. But well, he's just he's just he's, he's just fighting he's now. Yep. Yeah, and in, in his peak, I don't disagree. He was yeah. the best fighter you've ever seen. And you have Mighty Mouse, who which, we like, traded for look, Askren. Which, like, look, I'm sorry, but because of your weight class, like, you're not the great. He dominated it though. The guy but, was just like, no, I, the it's level not of as fun. It's not as exactly, fun. exactly. Yeah. But yeah. they also traded him for Ben Askren, who yeah. ate yeah. a knee from Mouse. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then you have Fedor Emiliano, and then Jose Aldo, DC. And then Habib. Yeah. Who do you think he's better than on that list? Right now? No, over the course of his career. Like so right now, or if the he gets these two fights. Like he needs let's to say, let's say for right now. Who's he better than? Let me see. Who, who actually who do you there. see him jumping over? Okay, so I think he can jump Aldo. Aldo in his prime though? But like, doesn't Aldo doesn't it, doesn't it, hold on? Doesn't it matter? Like your you like the decline also. Like I think getting out at the right time matters. Sure. Like there I think you have back when Joe was fighting though. All right, here's looking at me. He's lost three fights in a row. Yeah, he, this is like he's ancient, and he lost two the two fights to Max, right? And then and then uh, to Connor. Yeah. That last fight for Aldo was like. That man's a warrior. Although it's not even the not. best. Um, what, what do you what do you fight at? Walter Walt, was it Walter? Well, what, I think it was Walter. Uh, he's fighting at Bantam Boy, right? And what the one yeah. above it's Walter and or no, sure. that's what Usman's weight. The the weight classes I I will never get because like it's different from boxing and yeah. Playing, so it's yeah. the he could pass DC if DC wins it back. I could see him passing DC. Yeah. Because DC has the two John Jones losses, no matter what. Like, yeah, I could see him passing DC. I could maybe see him overtaking Aldo. Mighty Mouse is the most dominant fighter in one weight class that we've ever seen. But I wouldn't. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say Khabib is more in, like special than than Mighty Mouse? Mighty Mouse is just something different. Like it's just it's tough to judge because like he was the only flyweight. He but he's, he lost. He lost. That's the thing. Near the end. But the, it's still part at of the, the end thing. of his career. Like, okay, on, so then if Khabib loses these next two fights. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't I even think he's talked about. Uh, I think he's still talked about because he's not, not going to fight. If he loses to if he loses to Gagey, then he's not, he's, uh, he's not taking the, the, he's just going to retire. 
which like, look, I think, I think his odds went down to win the fight when his dad passed away. Cause I'm sure like, look, that did that affect the guy. Cause like it's his coach and like they're extremely co- close, but I think Fedor, I don't know. It's so long ago. Right. That like, who, who the fuck knows? Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about Fedor. That's, that's my point. Yeah. Uh, he's in the, if he, if he wins those two fights, he's in the conversation of top four with GSP, John Jones, uh, and Anderson Silva. And if he beats GSP, like you could argue prime versus like prime, like, I would take GSP. It's it's tough, right? Because like you would you would have the answer to it. Ten years older. Agreed. I just I don't know. I don't think it gains any respect for me. I think you drop real far if you lose to a guy that's ten years older than you that's been retired and only had one fight in the last seven years. I don't know if you lose to the guy that's ranked number one ever. Yeah, (laughs) but he's ten years older than you and fought once in the last seven years. Like. It's not like you're not years, ready, but it's once like, in it's, once it's in the last seven years. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not ten years. He's older than. But yeah, regardless. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I think he's. If he wins the next two fights, he's for sure top four. Okay, I'll give you that. I, I think he's over Silva. I think he could take over Mighty Mouse. He's just Mighty Mouse was just so dominant in his little ass division there. Well, wouldn't you say he's over Silva? Because like, look at these last fights. He's lost one, two, three, four, five. Silva like ninety five years old. He's lost six of his last seven fights. Mm-hmm. His one win was against Derek Bronson. Yeah, he's been bad since he snapped his leg. Yep. Um, yep. Oof. Mighty Mouse lost to Sayudo. That's what I mean. Yeah, Sayudo sure. could be out there. If he comes back. Well, I mean, I don't think, I don't think he fought. He didn't fight long enough. Two belts. He didn't, you you got to go a little longer than that. Two belts. Uh, we're, he, so they have him 23rd. Sayudo? He's just like, he's, he's had 18 MM, pro MMA fights. Yeah. It's good. But it's just not enough to put you. With well, the so fight. here's the thing: they, you know, anatomy of a fighter, the Will Harris like videos that he shoots. Okay. I don't know if you know. So he had the, there was this conversation where he's the best combat sports athlete ever, Cejudo, because he's got the two belts and two gold or a gold medal. Yeah. So I, he's the guy's an athlete, and yeah. he's hell of a fighter. It's just he hasn't fought long enough. Mm-hmm. That's all it is for me. Yeah. I think it's look look at us on the UFC. We're getting better at the UFC stuff. Yeah. John Jones is tough though. Like him, him and Connor. Like, why aren't you fighting right now? What are we? What are we? Connor's doing? retired. Retired. So he said he wants three fights this year. Didn't he just say that? <laughs> no, that was before Don- he retired. Donald and Jay and I want Khabib and Tony and I then- think I think Connor's bipolar. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but, but, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just sometimes he's the most confident person, then he'll win and be like so humble and like, oh, good, good fight, great fighter, blah, blah, blah. One yeah, day he wants to retire. No, even when he wins, like he beat, he beat Donald and was like so humble about it. Of course and, like, not, just, like, that wasn't even a fair fight. Yeah. That fight pissed me off because, like, okay, so we're giving guys warm up fights now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I love it. Okay. Wraps and then let's get out of here. Yeah. I honestly don't have much to say. I haven't seen much around honestly, the NBA. 
it's been awesome to just watch these games because they're all competitive. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. Like I love week. what they're doing with the fans. It's kind of, it's kind of cheesy, I, but like, it's uh, cool to have, it's not like, I don't like the cardboard cutout thing. I think that's stupid in yeah. a lot of other sports, but I think it's cool that like you can sit there in like FaceTime <laughs> mode around the thing. It's neat. It's yeah. something different. Yeah. It, it It's something right. Like, yeah. Because they were they were in the first couple of warm up games they were testing like they would just have like the Raptors graphing and it'd be like let's go and they're like they'd, they'd be different graphics behind which I don't mind because it looks kind of like a Euro game yeah. when it's like that so it's cool but also like the the fans it's pretty cool when you uh, you get like so Pascal Siakam's brother was in the last Raptors oh, really? crowd against uh against Miami yeah so yeah. it was a Miami home game but he got they're like he broke into it how the, how the hell is he is he there um and then you get like Chris Paul's son is out in the crowd you had Chris Bosch and Dirk um yeah. watching the like, Paul Pearson, Pearson, the Boston yeah. one the Boston game. yeah like and every game's they've been they've been fucking great the games like last night with uh Boston Miami that was close and then Houston Portland like Every game I'm like tuning into like the last couple, even these games like I'm not interested in. But if it's a close game, like I'm gonna tune into it. The Bucks lost to the Nets. Yeah, so that was like the biggest (laughs) basketball upset ever. I think like betting nuts. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But they played Giannis them like 16 minutes. Uh, Was the other one that day? Was the Clippers lost to Phoenix? Phoenix. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Buckerhead, what a day. It's just goes to show you, man, right now, anyone can win on any given day. It's crazy. It's like, Oh wow. When we bring all of the good teams together, we can get good games. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the raps look really good. I haven't, I didn't watch the Miami game, but they looked really good against the Lakers. They look really good against they the Lakers. They started, they started that game off on what was it? Like a 16 0 run. <laughs> something like that. 30, and then, 30. 13 and then they came back and it was a close game for the most part, but they just dominated that fourth quarter. And yeah. So so here's the thing. Like um, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and and they're basically saying if the Raptors face the Lakers in the finals, yes, the Lakers would get all the bullshit LeBron calls and stuff. But the thing is, that's probably the worst matchup for the Lakers because the Lakers have no one that could defend Lowry because they don't have a point guard out there. Yeah. And then we have a bunch of wings to throw at LeBron. And mm-hmm. then you have two big men to throw at Anthony Davis. Like yeah. that they can legitimately They're win. Constantly fresh. They're just and like, here's the thing. If the Raptors make it to the finals yeah. against anyone and lose, I don't care that they're the champs in a way, because I'm like, look, if Kawhi didn't leave and just didn't want to go home, they'd go mm-hmm. back to back. It wouldn't like, they'd be the favorite right now. What's would, like, do you think that they would fear Milwaukee right now? And I still don't even think that they like, don't fear really. Milwaukee. I don't really fear Milwaukee. I I mean, I still think that they're the favorites to come out of the East, but like if you can find a way to shut down Giannis, I don't fear Milwaukee. Yeah. And like the Raptors have guys to at least throw at Giannis, right? Yep. It's the same thing with LeBron. And it was interesting in the Miami game. Cause like Bam Adebayo has been like the breakout player of the year. He might win most approved player of the year, but the, the, the advantage he has is they put him on big men and mm-hmm. athletic big men. And then he kind of shuts them down. So they would throw him at Giannis. They throw him at like Pascal. But here's the thing: when they threw, they threw OG at Bam, and that he basically was neutralized that game because OG's fast enough to stay with him as, a, and he's strong enough to stay with a big man, even though he's a wing. So that was interesting. Like Miami's like a shittier version of the Raptors, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, they just have a bunch of professionals. Like Dragic, I fucking hate playing against him. He's like 
uh, the captain of of like guys that I, I hate playing against him, JJ Redick. Pain um, in the ass. I, yeah, they're where they just the Raptor killers. Yeah. Um, I I like what the Raptors are right now. Like they have a shitty game yep. tonight against the Magic. But I'll still watch it. Um, and then they face Boston. When is it? Thursday? Friday? Sometime this Saturday night. Or Friday night, they play play Boston, and it's 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 finally going to be a Jack game. Thank God, let's go. Yeah, Sportsnet's had everything, every game so far. Yeah, but I think not even just just every basketball game, like everything. They have all the NHL. They have to change something with with the NHL contract because isn't it coming up soon? The TV contract. Stop fucking putting all hockey games on Sportsnet. I like it. No, I don't, because like it, it, it's 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 so annoying. Like Raptor games are out, are doing better numbers than any other hockey game except for the Lace. Yeah, well, it's just yeah, it's because they just want to change. So what are we doing here? The hype is real on them, but like it's yeah, but no, because they're they're the best team in Canada right now. That's why. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the least last game one, I was legitimately like, all right, fuck watching the least. I'm just going to watch a team that makes me feel good every time that they go out there. Like, I'm so done with this feeling. Yeah. Uh, I, they're just really fun. It's the most fun team in Raptors history. So they win. Yeah. You have faith yeah. on them. It's, just, it's, an, it's a new feeling in Toronto. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yep. Can't, can't wait. Uh, it'll be fun. There's yeah. not re- really much NBA stories to talk about other than look, they're COVID free. So yeah, that's cool. Eh? Same with, same with NHL. like, mm. uh, that's how but, you do it right. Yep. So that's, I don't know how they did it in Florida. I don't know how they did that in Florida. It's incredible. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still worried about like the, the Disney, like hotel workers and stuff like, mm-hmm. cause they're coming in and out of the bubble. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. it's a little nerve wracking, but you know, oh, well, we'll see. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully not. Like it's the same thing with Edmonton, right? Like the yeah. hotel workers aren't, aren't staying there yeah. and say with Toronto. Uh, so it's gonna do it for this week. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Who knows? But uh, until then, peace.